This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to fubarradio.com for more details. Back row and chill with Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio. Good afternoon. It is Friday. It is four o'clock. It is back row and chill. Yeah. And I'm joined today by my mate Kamal, otherwise known as King K online. Not kinky, king Not kinky, K. guys, king K. King Not that K. kind of online, if you know what I mean. <laughs> double A, double Y. Uh, what do you do? What do you do, Kamal? I make comedy videos and prank videos. I'm just trying to work the world to smile one person at a time, Jay. Nice. One person yes, at a time. Yeah, you've got a channel. So we've, uh, we came into contact recently uh, online because we do the same thing. We make funny videos. Yeah. We're silly on the internet for a living. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so if you want to check out Kamal's stuff, go to King K on At Facebook. King K, double A, double Y. Double A, double Y. Double A, double Y. Well, thank you so much for filling in for Noel Clark today on the love, show. Love, love. We have a jam-packed show coming up for you guys. We've got entertainment news telling you all the what's going on in the world of film, TV, <laughs> Netflix, and celebrities. Lovely. Uh, we've got so many guests. We're going to pack in as many guests as we can to this show. We're going to be talking a little bit of theatre, what's going on at Soho Theatre. We have got a BAFTA-nominated film. Oh. The producer is coming in to speak about a movie called A Syrian Love Story. Amazing film. Which took over five years to make, so that is a passion project. Dedication. If I've ever seen one. <laughs> uh, we've got Lucy Patterson, film reviewer, coming in after 5.30, so stay tuned for that. We're going to be telling you what's hot and what's not. And and yeah, like what you guys, sh- we think you guys should be watching, and what you guys should be slightly avoiding. Don't want to waste your time. Time's precious. It is. Time's money, guys. Time is money. And I had a really good expression this week, which was, "You can't make more time, but you can make the most of it." Oh, so you've just lovely. got to get really like IKEA flat pack that time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Use um, or lose it. Use or lose it. Precisely. And I've been loving, what have I been loving soundtrack-wise? So what I do is every week is I check out the latest soundtracks or old school soundtracks and I try and find songs that are related to movies or TV or theatre in some way. Now, I've been loving and raving about the movie called Baby Driver, which is out just, it's out this week, guys. Go check out in the cinema. It's, I think it's the, my favourite film, the favourite film of the year for me. Seriously. And the soundtrack is incredible. So I've got a couple of more tracks from them. I've got a lot of soundtracks from the new Netflix series Glow, which is based in the 1980s. So we're going to have a very 80s themed (laughs) musical journey this afternoon. Uh, And a little bit from Brotherhood as well. I went back to Noel's film Brotherhood because I feel like we should be giving that a little bit more love. So we're going to crack on with a a band called the Incredible Bongo Band. You can tell this is already going to be amazing. (laughs) This features in the Baby Driver soundtrack. So we're going to have a little bit of boogie and warm up because the weekend is about to begin. I was just saying to Kamal that that is my that is the song of the week for me and I've been doing the London commute to it and it does spice it up that's a funky background track I love it I love it from the Baby Driver soundtrack right so I think we've just got enough time to squeeze in a little bit of entertainment news so here we go it is now time for the entertainment news on Back Row and Chill I love that bit. Right, okie dokie, what's been going on? Right, well, this is this is entertainment, not really to do with movies, but I thought it would be interesting to chat about. Hit me. So, music streaming, yeah. and like the whole of the music charts, they're having a big old rumble up and they're changing everything about it. Because obviously what's happened recently with Stormzy and Ed Sheeran is that because now they're counting streaming views... To, to make you into the charts it does mean that one artist can literally just dominate like the top 20 oh, for weeks and weeks and weeks so they thought about this and they said right that's not really fair no. because one 
basically it's just not giving anyone else a chance to get a little urgent come on Ed give other people a chance <laughs> so they've changed it now and as of like the I think it's the 7th of July um, they're gonna it, they're gonna condense so 300 music streams are gonna count as one sale so it's gonna be a lot harder to get into the charts via streaming yeah. views alone it's gonna be more on sales so yeah. they're, and they're gonna try and keep it like a singles chart rather than an album because mm. literally Ed Sheeran's entire album was just like number one for but like it's a good album though you gotta months. give the man props I know <laughs> but still like you know what if I wanted to make a song I've just got <laughs> shit all chance of getting into the oh, charts come on so <laughs> So, you know, that's cool. Um, and, right, movie-wise... Movies. Are you a Fast and Furious fan? I am. I am indeed. I have a confession to make. What's the confession? I have never seen a Fast oh, and Furious. Oh, come on, girl. It's not really my demographic. It's not uh, okay. I, I have a car. It's a little banger. <laughs> it's like... It's got a cassette player. That's, like, how much into cars I am. Uh, so, yeah, I've never really... And, and now there's so many of them. Yeah. Like, what, like, 25 or whatever. <laughs> I, I kind of like it's, I'm like now I'm re- like resent like I'm yeah. sort of resenting I hope you're saying uh, but Michelle Rodriguez yeah. who was in most more than them. most of them yeah, more yeah, than a couple yeah. of them she's actually threatened to leave the whole franchise seriously yeah because she said that the the male cast has yeah. actually doubled it's quite it's quite a male heavy movie mm. series anyway but she's basically saying that the lead the lead ladies aren't really getting like an equal slice of the cake. Even though the new film does have Charlize Theron and Helen Mirren, yeah. the male cast has doubled from the original films. And so she's kind of saying, look, either give the girls a, like, a proper juicy role, not just a little bit of ass, uh, <laughs> or I'm going to leave the series. So I'm kind of like, oh, okay, I'm with Michelle on this one a little bit. Uh, the risk is sounding a bit controversial. I think that she did have a good run, though. She did have a lot of screen time at the start, so I think... Well, in the last film, apparently, she wasn't. she went from being a lead... To like an appearance, well, guest. I don't want to upset anyone, but it just sounds like she's a bit upset because she's not getting the, the most screen time. They've got the new so? girls in, and she shows a bit left out, man. Everyone maybe Michelle, fair, maybe man. you're wearing a little bit. Come touchy, on, Michelle. But, but I think she kind of does have a point. I think that yeah. if you're going to have those Fast and Furious, because it earns billions and billions and billions, Ridiculous they money. do. So um, maybe, yeah, maybe have a couple of kick-ass roles for the ladies mm. as well, where you don't have to be in your bra. Maybe <laughs> consider that. Maybe. I don't know. Think on it. Think think about that. Um, well, apparently the the UK... Talking about, like, discrimination... There we go. And all Run that. Run it. The, the UK film industry is suffering from a diversity... It's suffering. ...pandemic. It's suffered. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the, apparently the bosses from the Star Wars and the Bond franchises in the UK, they're facing serious diversity issues. There's no apparently they're facing issues. The issues are here. Well, <laughs> Uh, apparently only 5% uh, of people in the, the film workforce mm. have a disability and just 3% are from black, Asian or minority mm. ethnic background. And women make up 40% yeah. of the workforce and earn an average 3,000 quid less than their male well, counterparts. that still happens. Girls get paid less than boys. For sure, God, yeah. That's disgusting. Um, which is kind of crazy. Like I think, um, who was it? I saw an article about... Um, in the DC world, it was about the Superman mm. versus Wonder Woman oh, paycheck. What was the paycheck? And <laughs> More than I anyway, so. The Superwoman, she was contracted originally for $300,000. Which is a lot of money. Just which is a lot it. of money. Just to put it. But when you compare it to something like the £3 million ah, pound paycheck, million yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like, hey! Okay, hey. no, 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 no. I mean, that's not okay. Just to weigh it up, though, she did get, because the Wonder Woman film was such a big smash yeah. hit, she has ended up getting like bonus checks yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But her, originally, her fee was yeah. just like, Minuscule compared to the fee that was given. Oh no! 
to Henry Cavill. So three hundred thousand to three million. It ain't God fair, damn. you know. And it's all just. I mean, I'm. I never ever really was that hot on about like sort of uh, gender yeah. equality because I'd never truly faced sexism. Okay. It was only when I started working, doing comedy and working yeah. and and doing sort of stuff online that I faced first time ever sexism and it made me really sit up and made me get really angry so that was my question as a female in the industry from your point of view what what do you have you mean do you think this is a problem uh yeah i mean i found in a different way not really in a paycheck way Mm. but in um i would say when you make stuff for the internet or or whatever it's all about as we do as we do (laughs) it's all about credit yeah. Um, so you got to make sure if people are sharing your videos, it's yeah. very important that you get a credit because it's your it's your in, uh, mm-hmm. IP, it's your uh, intellectual mm-hmm. property, uh, it's your idea, your edit or whatnot. Um, where I faced trouble is where I have collabed with different guys in the industry, yeah. and people have automatically assumed that the uh, the video was not my idea, not, uh-huh, not my edit. Cold. Yeah, and they will. I've seen articles where I've I've had some guys guest star in my videos. Yeah. And they will be credited entirely themselves. <laughs> that's um, not funny, that's not I even have an article that said, "Oh, um, it was a it was a joint video that I did with my boyfriend." And in this sort of article, it said <laughs> they didn't even bother to research my name. What was it was Anne Friend. That time it was Anne Friend. It was and it was uh, yeah. It was no, 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 it wasn't Anne Friend. Oh. It was uh, it was Jube Tube made this funny video and woman. <laughs> I literally was called and woman. That's and savage. I, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, imagine if it was the and other way woman. around. Mm. And any video that any of you guys were making, yeah, yeah, yeah. imagine if okay. it was credited to me or the girl that was in your video and they called you and, and guy. guy. Oh, you no. would just be like, and shut problem. the door. What? So now I'm actually, I'm a little bit sparky about it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite in there because at the end of the day, you're working just as hard as yeah. anybody else. And it doesn't matter what kind of genitals you got. Yeah. You, know, you could have this one, that one, half a one, whatever. Mm, maybe um, not half one, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, whatever you got down there doesn't really matter when it comes to creating whatever your art is so um, yeah I'm I'm quite hot on this now so I think that maybe girls you're just as valuable as boys exactly and it's the chat you have to use for girls in the club to get the drink (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking boys are just as valuable as girls but what the good news is is that in the UK the BFI is using a 20 million pound boost from the national lottery to launch like a 10 point action plan so they're going to try and get more more people yeah, involved yeah. in the in. arts uh, behind and I, I did hear something about the BFI actually saying that for a film to be able to be uh, considered by the BFI mm. uh, it has to have at least a 50% um, gender equality and ethnic equality okay. um, so not necessarily on screen because yeah. it would be a bit unfair because if you had a movie set in I don't know 18th century Sweden yeah. Ain't going to be many black roles in there. I see, I see. But it doesn't mean that the mm. crew or the producers or yeah, whatever yeah, can't yeah, yeah. be. So I think that's kind of, you know, well done. We're stepping up, but we're still just so far behind. Like, come on. Get it together. 2017, Pizza. people. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh-huh. Right. Um, <laughs> Lily Collins, are you aware of who she is? I am briefly, but dig my memory. She's Phil Collins' daughter. Okay. But in her own right, she is a she's a movie star and yeah. she's been in things like that Snow White and... Uh, no, Mirror Mirror with Snow White with Julie Roberts yep. and many, many other films. And she's 
done a Netflix original movie yeah. called To the Bone, okay. which is portraying a woman with, well, a young girl with anorexia. Okay. Which she lost a lot of weight to Actors play. Put in that work. Uh huh. But what was interesting is now because of this film, yeah. uh, Lily has come out to say that she actually had anorexia. Oh no. For herself, so it was kind of like a passion project and like a personal project to see whether she could face a role with a character who's yeah. faced something similar to her. Um, but she was like, she's talking about it a lot. She's getting all the eating disorder um, sort of discussion going yeah. all over, and she was saying that. Even when she lost weight for the role, mm. so many people were congratulating her oh, on no. her weight loss and saying, oh my God, you look amazing. What's mm. your secret? And no, she was like, this is not, the reason no why the condition exists yeah. because uh, everyone's being it's praised yeah. oh, for no. being skeletal, which is like, hmm, hmm. Um, so I was talking to girls in the modern industry as well. The, the, it's a hard it's a hard industry. Yeah. You have to sure. go for a lot and it's, it's upsetting that we're... we're that's glamorized because think about a couple um, decades ago when you were overweight per se that was celebrated yeah that meant for wealth sure. that meant back so in the 80s the it was all about like power bodies yeah. rather than like Ooh. um uh, yeah so i think that pray man but pray i think it's good brave of lily to bring it up it must 100%. be very personal for her and i mean what do you guys think at home you, you guys if you want to get involved with the conversations oh, we're having today oh ask them that stuff like that yeah yeah okay yeah. Okay, let's get popping. We're getting the audience involved. If Jump you, in. If you want to tweet us at Fubar Radio, you can let us know. What do you think about Lily? Uh, what do you think about the, the industry? Do you think Anything. the industry is sexist? Um, have you experienced any racism or sexism in the industry yeah, if you man, work? Let me know. Let us know. We will shout you out. You can also email into the show chill at foobarradio.com and we will shout you out there as well. Can they so, call? Is there calls? Uh, we could we, we could get some couple oh, calls in. Maybe but, no calls. Uh, sorry, we got such, we've got such a busy show today. Oh, sorry, sorry. No calls, no calls, no calls. Um, <laughs> right. So uh, we will come back to a little bit more entertainment news after the break. I'm going to go back to a little bit of music. Lovely. Um, I think I'm going to go from one of the... One of the 80s tracks now. Uh, but from inspired by, or no, from the actual soundtrack of Glow on Netflix. If you have not checked out this series, check it out. Uh, it is, in a, just in a nutshell, it is about some struggling actor, yeah. actresses in the 1980s in LA who audition for a a woman a female only wrestling TV show none of them know how to wrestle okay. uh, and it's all like complete amateur but it's hilarious so it's a comedy with a bit of drama set in the 80s it's absolutely bang on the money and I started to watch it and at first my boyfriend was like mm, what's this <laughs> women's <laughs> women's wrestling and two episodes in he wouldn't let, he was like no wait for me I'm watching two oh, I'm watching two so goals. Absolutely. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go a little bit. Spin come on, it. come on, feel the noise for a quiet riot, and we've got our first guest coming up on Back Row and Chill. Back Row and Chill with Johanna James on Fubar Radio. Johanna James and Kamal. They forgot that button next time. Don't worry. Ja- <laughs> <laughs> next time, guys. <laughs> next time, Johanna James and, and Kamal. <laughs> Uh, right, we've got our first guest in the studio, so what, what? a huge welcome to Elf Lions. Welcome, welcome. We'll do a two-finger pat, two-finger pat. Hello. There we go. Um, and yeah, so huge welcome. I'm loving the name, by the way. Thank Elf you. Lions. Thank you very much. It's like two, my favourite, well, one magical creature, one real. Yeah, it really annoys French people when I say my name, if if Lyon. Quoi? Lyon. What is your name? Are you part French? No, not at all. But I spent the last year in France at clown school because I make fantastic drunk life choices. <laughs> yeah. 
wow. why not you know yeah and uh well because I, I wondered if you were because by complete coincidence i ended up seeing one of your stand-up shows do you, would you call it stand-up or would you call it it's an entertainment it's a, it's slash a, it's an experience it's a stand-up <laughs> theatrical extravaganza that you use language really well in it because you did half of it in French half of it in English and it worked really really well so I wondered I was like oh is she French no oh god I'd love to be as stylish as a French person I'd love to be French as well I just love the baguettes love the baguettes and the wine but uh, no I'm not I'm not quite as classy enough to be a French French woman <laughs> Well, to London. To London. You're London-based, guys. London-based. And you are here to talk about your... You've got a show at the Soho Theatre, so mm. huge congratulations for, for getting in that venue. Uh, it's called Pelican. Could you sort of let us know why that isn't... Um, so my mum has always gone on about how I never talk about her on stage and how I always talk about my dad and talk about how amazing he is and I never talk about her. So well, I thought to show her that I love her, I decided to do a stand-up show about how I sometimes wish she was dead. Uh, <laughs> Wait, did you say to show how you love her? Yeah. Okay. It's like yeah. a love-hate show. Just yeah. an Lovely. honest representation of mother-daughter relationships <laughs> and I do the whole thing dressed as a dressage horse. <laughs> and it is all about just, you know, that fear of turning into your mother yeah. but done in a sort of I talk about moving to France and having a crazy 45 year old ex-French lover and how my mum sort of fits into my life and I talk about if I had a penis what would happen and I mean it's probably not the best representation of the whole show but it is a good fun silly experience. I mean I do have to add you've just jogged my memory now actually because you did talk about what it would be like to have a penis in the show that I saw you do uh can, uh, talking about what you would do if you had one. I mean, what what would, was one of the things that you would do? If well, you I had? mean, it was only one thing in particular, and it is. <laughs> if I had a penis, I have a penis. So I can vouch for her, guys. Go okay, on. well, <laughs> hold yourself because I'm going to blow your mind <laughs> about all the things you can do. Here we go. I dip it in yogurt. Pardon? Yeah. Do, would you ever dip it? Do you fancy dipping it in yogurt? I tend to eat yogurt. I don't tend to dip my penis into yogurt. Well, I mean, Why would you dip your penis into just, yogurt? That's just the question. Think really nice. <laughs> so just hilarious. think it'd be really nice, really soothing. Yeah. I mean, you know, all the flavours. <laughs> if anybody didn't know and listening, you cannot taste yogurt through your penis, just so you're aware. Well, other people can. <laughs> just saying. Never know. Okay, it's uh, turned into a fetish thing now. Yeah. And that was really, mine was just a really innocent thing. But I bet purely. you, I bet any money now that everyone listening right now is imagining if they had a penis, what it would be like to dip it in. Please yeah. no one dip their penis. And if they do the have a penis, they're imagining dipping it Don't in try yogurt. this at home. We need one of those. I think we should. Let us know. Tweet us at Fubar Radio if you've dipped in yogurt. Don't do that. If you dipped your penis in yogurt, give that to yourself, guys. We have opened up a can of worms. (laughs) A horrible, yogurty, cultured can of worms. Well, you know, we'll leave that that lovely vision with you guys. I'm really sorry I brought that to you today. So is this your first... Oh, so you did Edinburgh Fringe? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's where everything's sort of transferring. You're one of the transfers. I'm indeed. Yeah, um... I think this is my what well, that is my third solo hour pelican <gasps> and so it, it felt really good I did it at the voodoo rooms last year and I've always done my shows at the voodoo rooms up until this year because I'm yeah. doing paid fringe this year but voodoo rooms was just such a lovely space and it's such a lovely venue and yeah every day I'd come out dressed as this beautiful dressage horse um, this lovely designer called Haley. she made the costume and she studies at Central St Martin's and I come out holding uh, coconuts and dance to lime in the coconut lime and then pretend the to be a dressage horse yeah that's amazing that's how you start your shows do, you do get, what makes you happy do you get scared uh, be doing one woman shows because it's like oh, 
It's just you. It's just you and you. I think and that's yourself. why I like it. I really like it because if it's a bad show or if you do, don't perform to the best of your abilities, you've only got yourself to really blame. Well, if you're in an ensemble, I think there's so much anxiety and yes. stress. Oh, uh, for me anyway. Yeah. Um, and I was always awful at team sports. Like I was so bad at netball and lacrosse, but things like swimming, I was really fine with. Cause <laughs> yeah, because you're in control. Yeah. You're totally only. in control, yeah. And yeah. I like being myself on stage that's and good. being with an audience. That's I love cool. it. It's amazing. So if people want to go, if they're liking the sound of this weird and wonderful wacky show, <laughs> uh, when, can, when, when can they see you? It's on next Friday and Saturday oh. at the Soho Theatre. Okay, okay. Get so down. Go and celebrate Pride and then come afterwards. Yeah, you'll be in, in the area. So that's yeah. Soho Theatre, 7th and 8th of July. We are there already in the year. Yeah. How crazy is that? Oh, uh, don't even go. If someone says, like, if someone just pointed at me and goes, what's the date? What, what's the, what year is it? I'd be like, uh, is it in March? I don't know. I don't know. I um, still always uh, think that 2007 wasn't long ago. I like, know. in my head, I <sighs> always imagine I'm still a 14-year-old girl and enemies, a really cool thing to read. It's like 10 yeah. Ten yards. I remember Sonny Erickson's on Bluetooth on the back of the bus. I don't know about you guys. Do you need Pebble phones? How cool I they just, were. Oh, oh yeah. so many things. Blackberries, MSN. Uh, More magazine. I know. I had a totally Blackberry. Totally Spies. I didn't tell Je- them that was me. Oh, I, I love Totally Spies. Yeah. I didn't Gel watch pens. it, you know. <laughs> totally Spies. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, we're just, we are regressing. Memory lane, eh? Memory, I love memory lane. Um, this is brilliant. And so why uh, why Pelican, if, it, if you're a dress large horse, or is that... It, is that going to be giving too much away? It's a it's a big reveal at the end of the show. Okay. But my mum's obsessed with birds, and I've sort of taken on a, a love for the birds. So all my shows now are bird related. Bird, re- yeah. Because last time you were performing in a massive parrot costume. Yeah, parrot Which costume, dressed up as a swan. I do it all. Do all the birds. What's your favourite bird? Ooh. Oh. Oh. Goodness, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many to choose from. I quite. Uh, I know, I'm really into swans at the moment. I'm learning a lot about them and writing about them. They can be quite vicious, can't they? They Yeah, they can. Well, people say that uh, I could be really boring, but people say they could break your arm. They really can't because their their bones are, their certain structure that they're, the way they're made Mm. isn't strong enough to, it could bruise a baby, like it could break a child's arm. Okay. But not like an adult. But so they're all quacking. To swan anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that punched a kangaroo for his dog, mm. so you never know what situation yeah, you can find yourself in. I live in Kingston, and there is like a there's a legend of like a really angry legend. bully swan that just bullies all the other swans and all mm-hmm. the humans so unless nice. you feed it and stuff. So apparently it does it. It attacks drunk people and everything. My legend fav- has it. My favourite fact about swans is that four percent of swans in Poland divorce. You learn something new every wow. day. I didn't even know you, that you did. Uh, <laughs> and wow. adultery is rife among black swans. Where are you getting this information from, if you may? Did you talk to a swan personally? Or swan with a really nice sky the on swan the bus. Whisperer. We just opened up and bonded. Well, I went to a zoo recently, and the macaws, which mm-hmm. are these like like gorgeous, massive parrot things, uh, they mate for life. So you find a little partner, and that's it for life. They're really mo- monogamous. Monogamous. Oh. That's the one I struggled to get over that word, um, which I found like super cute. And so I was like, oh, I'm gonna find myself a macaw. I know a zebra has black and white stripe, guys. That's my animal knowledge for you guys. Wow. I'm not very. What a, what a knowledge. Well, ba- <laughs> well versed, guys. Uh, so, if you've just joined us, we're chatting to Elf Lions about her new show, Pelican. I'm gonna be on the Soho Theatre next week, 7th and 8th of July, from 9 pm, which is a good time 
Yes, I think is it nine thirty? Nine thirty p.m. Oh, my little press thing says nine, but oh, it might be nine p.m. Then get there for nine. If it's nine thirty, you can get a little drinky. Go early, have a drink, and someone will tell you what time it is. (laughs) Someone will just usher you in. (laughs) Always good to get there early. And how long's your show? Are you going for? It's like an hour. It's a solid, solid hour of fun laughs and weirdness in a dark room. That's good. That is optimum uh, concentration time for most adults. Forty-five minutes to an hour. God, fact yeah. central today. No, no, aren't we knowledgeable? <laughs> I feel like we're showing off a little bit about our knowledge facts, so we need to just chill the fuck out. Tweet us, guys, your knowledge facts. Yeah, if See, you guys, anyone at home has got any like, weird and wacky <laughs> knowledge about anything to do with birds or tweet whatever, us. tweet us at Fubar Radio and we will shout out your little knowledgeable nugget. Instead of the penis in the yogurt. <clears throat> well, or, if, you know, I'm still waiting on someone to say that they've tried <laughs> dipping their penis in yogurt or their imaginary oh, penis in yogurt. God. That would make my day it if someone did that. <laughs> a man did heckle me last night when I chatted about it. I was doing a gig at the Glory and I, I did the routine and this guy just went I've done it and it's incredibly overrated oh wow which just had so many more questions you can't see me but I'm, my mouth's open in shock right now guys <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking who's been banging on about you know what you need to do <laughs> you know what you need to do Clive go home right now and dip your and do this and was it for an audience was it just for himself was it for health reasons I will not lie right I am thinking about going home and dipping my yeah, penis I told in you, see, yogurt. it's getting in your mind. That's because you keep talking you're about gonna it. You're going to be in Tesco's <laughs> and you're going to see it and going to go, ooh. Oh, no. What flavour? Should I go for vanilla? Oh, or is that a bit boring? Should I go for a bit of be Greek style and honey? But it might sting if it's oh, you not would natural. Not go for honey. Greek. That's just a, you know, that's just thrush waiting to happen. That's just a thrush waiting. But we we'll counteract it with the yoghurt. But anyway, anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, a huge thank you for coming on, Elf. That's uh, not a problem. That's amazing. And um, I, I was I was so glad that I did get to see you perform. And I'm so glad you came in because I didn't catch your name because it was so busy that night because I was also performing after you. So I wasn't really focusing on anything yeah. but like, my lines! <laughs> and um, and yeah, so now I, but I was asking everyone, I was like, who was the girl with the, pin, the big pigeon parrot suit? Because she was really good and I want to see her again. So amazing. Oh, I'm so glad you Lovely. enjoyed that. Yeah, everyone was raving about you as well. So go uh, see this girl, people. Yeah, you will yeah, yeah. not regret spending your pennies on it. Uh, we are going to pop back to another song from the 80s. This is The Look by Roxette. And then we've got our next guest oh. on Back Row and Chill. Back Row and Chill with Johanna James on Fubar Radio. And Kamal. <laughs> 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 little, uh, little patchwork. <laughs> we'll get there, guys. We'll get there. We're getting in there. Yeah, it's Johanna James, and I'm joined by Kamal today, yep. otherwise known as King K. Online, not King Key, King K, K A A double. King yeah. K on the Tintranet. Yes. Uh, he's spending in for no clock today, and we've got our second round of guests in the studio. So a huge round of applause to you guys. Uh, you guys are the peeps from the. Quentin Denton. Oh, did it? Did I do it wrong? Quen- the Quentin Denton Ken. Show. Damn it! <laughs> I even practiced that before. The Quentin Denton Show. Uh, welcome, Hannah and Luke. Uh, huge thank you for coming on. Um, what is the Quentin. Kent- oh, do you know what? You just say it. <laughs> do you want to take that one, Hannah, our producer? So, uh, the Quentin Denton Show is a new rock musical which is playing in the centre of town in the West End at the moment Ooh. at a studio theatre called the Tristan Bates Theatre. It's just opposite the palace where Harry Potter is on. Oh, and nice. it's, a, it's a new rock and roll musical about a guy called Quentin Denton, played by Luke. Me. And it's all about him coming out of the radio of a normal couple. They kind of summon him from the radio, kind of like the genie in Aladdin. And he gets beamed into their lives and he teaches them how to live their lives through the medium of rock music. 
that is actually my life. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping to come out of the radio to everybody else. No. Resonate. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and do, are you within the show? Are you behind the scenes? I'm the I'm the producer. Oh, amazing. Okay, so. You're driving the car and you're got your head out the window like the, woo! Yeah, I'm the dog with <laughs> head out the window, the tongue sticking out. <laughs> and so, how did you get involved with the project? How did you? Um, well, I did the project last year as well. We were upstairs at the arts last year, okay. uh, last May. So I just auditioned with a shower of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had been on tour in a van with three other people for five months, oh. looking for any and everything to do when I got home. And uh, yeah, saw the uh, casting and then went in uh, in front of Hannah and Henry, the writer, and uh, Caldi, who's now our choreographer and co-director, mm-hmm. um, last year. And we did an hour-long version of it upstairs at the Arts at 10 o'clock at night, which was awesome. And then it came back around and now we're doing a six-week run and the show is now about 100, 105 minutes. Wow. Oh. So yeah, with an interval in the middle. So don't worry, the attention spans will be fine. It's an hour break and then and, 45 oh, lovely lovely, yeah, yeah. lovely especially if you've had a drink yeah. that'd be nice I don't want to dip your pee <laughs> <laughs> yeah you need, you need time for the yogurt Look, you, you know what I mean like you need it. yogurt break <laughs> gosh actor mill through the roof God. sales there um, and it has been described as the, the Rocky Horror Picture Show for the new millennium Ooh. so has it got sort of big nods to, to the Rocky Horror well the nods are more subtle than that tagline perhaps suggests okay. it's similar to Rocky Horror in the kind of concept of a normal couple uh, Brad and Janet in Rocky Horror and in this case uh, a couple called Keith and Nat encountering a stranger in Rocky Horror that's Frankenfurter in this case it's Quentin Denton who uh, tries to tell them how to live their lives differently and opens their minds so and in style it's very similar as well because uh the uh, the music in the show is uh, is all original, uh, written by the wonderful writer Henry Carpenter, and it's all inspired by seventies and eighties glam rock. Amazing. So in in a way of a of a kind of similar style to Rocky Horror, but what we have that Rocky Horror doesn't have is we've got an awesome live three piece band playing the score every single night. Ooh. And I was told to leave my fish ni- fish nets at home, so I'm actually in a white suit rather than. In my cross-gartered, oh, uh, you know, Plenty of time. You know, I mean, under the suit, who knows? But <laughs> who knows what's going for what on? the audience get to see. <laughs> oh, you're in a crisp white suit. Oh, is that a nightmare logistically, costume-wise? Um, Every night to have crisp white sheet, shoot, shoot. Uh, suit, suit, suit. Yeah, I mean, it's not too bad, but it does. You know, by the end of the week, you're kind of going. That might need to be dry cleaned. Yeah, I, I, I go to the I go to the dry cleaners about about once a week, and I text yeah. Luke every week just to tell him that the seat's being dry cleaned. So yeah, it's yeah. sweaty, <laughs> Oh yeah, it's sweaty, especially last week when we opened, and it was like thirty five degrees outside. Oh my gosh, like, yeah, <sighs> everyone's dying in their yeah. theatre, aren't you? <laughs> and I always ask because anything to do with live theatre, I have huge respect for it, and Definitely. also uh, a, like a, f- a fear. I get so nervous before <laughs> like live live if I ever do anything live. How do you deal with nerves, or do you get nerves, or how do you like? Um, I don't know really because usually I just I'm very I could be quite annoying I suppose because I just get really excited before the show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Whereas yeah. with this, because Quentin is quite he needs to be quite commanding. So when we start already on stage, when the audience come in, three of us are already on doing various Ready things. To roll, yeah. So then I get to leave and then come back on and make a big entrance. Mm-hmm. So actually, in terms of nerves, that's okay because I don't have to do anything as the audience come in there's nothing set mm. and then I get to have a big I'm here and because of the kind of character it is I get to put my stamp on it straight away 
Whereas Shauna, Riley, and Max Panks, uh, who play Cat and uh, Cat and Neath, no, Keith and Nat, um, <laughs> they have to play it far more straight because they're just in yeah. their living room at the start and eating pasta. You know, so they just have to play it differently. Whereas I can play it up and like really lean into the audience to kind of shout those nerves away, basically. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but I know the show quite well now because oh, yeah, I did it already. So, run, so, um, bit, yeah. so yeah, I'm, I feel kind. Of, I'm more excited about just getting out there and. You know, singing some songs. And has anything gone wrong oh, with the run? Good like, question. is, is there? <laughs> oh, the last yes. There's fun things. Well, I mean, one of the things which, okay, I'll just say it. The other night, so because we're now, you know, we've done the show. I think it's about our tenth show tonight. So because we're getting quite used to it, and Shauna did the show before as well. So we did it together. She's done it many times. But um, we there's a golden microphone. <laughs> Which is used quite a lot, of course. And uh, it just went missing. Uh, as in, it had been on stage. We knew it was on stage. And I turn around to pick it up, and it's not there. And I have to give it to someone. Luckily, it's I have another mic anyway. Yeah. But we're then thinking, as the scene, everything's going on, the audience have no idea. And I'm going, where could it be? Where the fuck Where's is it Where's the golden gone? microphone? And I realise that it slipped down the back of the couch. Oh. As everything does in As life. As everything yeah. does in life. So then it's playing a game of when do I next sit on the couch and how can I get my hand rammed down the back of the couch to oh, then rummage I for us yeah. so that it doesn't look like, oh, I've Luke's there looking for his prop. <laughs> exactly, <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> um, but it turned out okay. It was just, there was a lot of looks of me because everyone assumed when we went off stage when we were chatting about it, everyone assumed that I just took it. As if I was like, no, no, guys. I did, you, I did assume you <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, sabotaging as if I don't have enough to do in the show. I'm like, no, like, I will take the mic now. It's like cheeky. But, yeah. That is reminding me, have you seen The Play That Goes Wrong? Yes, my friend's in it at the yeah. moment, actually. I, I absolutely adore that play. I've seen it about four times because oh. I rave about it and then people want to come with me and I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'll see it again. <laughs> so I've seen it, like literally the box office are like, you again, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I'm going to see it with my parents. My parents live in California and they're coming over to see the show no on the, 15th and they just booked tickets for us to go yeah. my mate Sean Carey is an understudy there so he's I think he's doing it tonight oh, um, yeah but so. that just reminded me because that plays all about obviously things going wrong <laughs> and, and it's like I think it's just extra funny anyone who's ever been involved in sort of theatre or performance or anything like that backstage or front of house or in on the stage <laughs> you're, you're going to get like an extra level of hilarity yeah. because you've been there in that moment and it's that panic you see that brilliant panic when you go to reach for a prop and it is not there and then you see literally the thought of do I just pretend that they, there's an invisible prop <laughs> mm-hmm. or do I use something else <laughs> so in exchange true. for that prop so true and you've you, you got about three seconds to decide it's it. like dun, 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 dun. I'm just going to pretend that this chair is in fact a spoon <laughs> um, but that's what makes it great you know what I mean like, that's the bit yeah, that you yeah, love because yeah. it's that panic on stage yeah. and then the five of us all on stage are going Right, let's figure this one out, shall we? Yeah, you can work together. It's like, don't panic, and we're all going to communicate with our eyebrows. (laughs) And make sure that we all land. Yeah, it's brilliant. I love it. That's what I love about theatre. So, guys, if you're just uh, listening in right now, we are talking about brand new... What music it is definitely musical, isn't it? It's rock yeah. musical. It's rock. it's rock. It's inspired by 60s, 70s, 80s. It's oh huge. It's a huge sound. Uh, definitely get down, d- down to Tristan Bates Theatre. And it's on until the oh, 29th of July, mm-hmm. Ooh, day before my birthday. Wow. I'm thinking if anyone's listening, Mom, uh, you birthday present. Want to get my birthday present? Um, brilliant. And you've already, you've already had your press night. You've already done that and we got have out indeed, of the way. Yeah. So you're, well in, you're well into yeah. the run now. So, yeah, all the best for the rest of the show and break a leg. Thank you very um, much. And thanks so much. 
for coming down and um, you know talking about like yogurt and penises and stuff oh so my that's God, brilliant again. pleasure it I mean if I wasn't here I'd just be talking about it with someone else so <laughs> exactly. it's same just, bro <laughs> you know what I mean we're just we're just taking it to another level by putting it on live radio we're, we're talking about what you're actually thinking yeah, let's not lie you know, there guys. right um, we're going to go back to a little bit more of my soundtrack movie soundtrack I'm going to go for a bit of Billy Joel. Nice. 80s, considering, you know, you guys doing 80s, we'll do 80s. So we're going to do moving out. Um, We're going to come back with our our next guest on Backroom Chill. Backroom and Chill with Johanna James on FUBAR Radio. Welcome, welcome back. We're nearly halfway through the oh. show. How are you finding it, Carl? Amazing. This is so fun. I love it. You are, you're, you're doing brilliantly, oh, darling. Stop brilliantly. It. Stop it. Um, we have our third guest in the studio, so a huge oh. welcome to Elham. Um, you. And you're here to talk about your BAFTA nominated movie. Oh. oh. Um, Star. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'm a producer and also a programmer. I have these two different hats. Okay. Um, and so a Syrian love story is a film I made. It was finished two years ago. It followed the journey of a family from Syria um, from 2009 until mm. today. Um, and we didn't know at the beginning of the film that it would become a story about a refugee family. But that's something that Oh, for sure, because all, it's all kind of evolved, doesn't it, with the whole Syrian situation? Absolutely. Yeah. So when did you start filming again? It was... 2009. So at that time, Syria wasn't really in the kind of international spotlight in the Mm. same way as it is now. Um, In fact, when we finished the film, it really wasn't in that place either. Um, So it it charts this whole journey and it sees, you know, it sees a reality at a point where the country was very much, as it still is, you know, under authoritarian rule, but at a point where it wasn't at all possible to protest on the streets. And so the starting point was... Um, you know, the, hus- the husband was looking after five kids, four kids alone, and his wife was in prison for speaking out against the, the regime. <sighs> and throughout the course of the film, we see things develop. I mean, the revolution starts, which means that people start openly protesting in the streets, and she gets released. And at this point, it's the first time she's ever seen anyone else actively, publicly protesting. Mm. And a lot of things happen until the end of the film it's it's a com- completely crazy I'd imagine. unexpected journey um, and logistically filming uh, did you come up against any sort of big road blocks that you had to get over to film as um, the country sort of got more and more intense with with its situation did you find that impacted yeah filming? i mean so the film's director sean McAllister, has had been making films in the Middle East for the last 10 years. He'd made two films in Iraq, both under Saddam and after Saddam's wow. fall. Okay. So he was, you know, he'd spent a lot of time in the Middle East and he was actively looking for, you know, he knew Syria was a totalitarian regime and it's something that people didn't talk about. Mm. Um, he wanted to get under the skin of that. So it, it did involve filming outside of, you know, the norm, as it were. There were there were a lot of journalists in, in Syria at that time, but but people weren't necessarily presenting the same picture as what Sean was interested in, in finding out about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's, he's a one-man band with a small camera. And how did the BAFTA nomination come about? Was, oh, that, was, that, kind of, question. was that always a goal or was that just a surprise ending well, to the project? That was definitely a surprise ending to the project. I mean, when we finished the film in 2015, it was before the refugee crisis as we mm-hmm. know it yeah. now. So it wasn't, you know, people... 
in the UK there was no interest to distribute it. It was felt to be too much of a risk. It wasn't really telling a story that people felt was important at that time. And um, I decided that it was a really important story. We'd spent five years, six years working on it. And we had a responsibility, I guess, to the family also within the film. And so we booked a number of cinemas ourselves. And it just, it kind of coincided with the picture of little Elan Cordy washed up on the shore. Oh, my gosh. Just yeah. a couple yeah. of weeks before. And, and this completely changed people's perspectives about the refugee situation and what, what that means. And they, you know, people just became very hungry to find out what was going on and try to understand it. Um, it was screened two two days in a row on the BBC, so BBC Four, and the next day on BBC Amazing. One. So we had this, you know, from from being a kind of, you know, independent documentary that had a specific kind of expected life, it it went to being a film that was seen by about two million people just oh, in oh, wow, it grew. big Sept- numbers just yeah. in September alone. So I think that's very much where the idea, well, the the BAFTA nomination was for myself and the director as a kind of breakthrough. It, it was a, what was it for? I think it was called something like um, Breakthrough something. Outstanding debut, that's what it was. Oh, amazing. Outstanding. That's lovely. a nice title. I know, it's quite nice. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, an outstanding debut. <laughs> yes. And if people would like to, if they're interested, they'd like to see a Syrian love story, where would they be able to best access this movie now? So, Syrian love story, it screens on, it's on the BFI player, it's on iTunes, on Netflix in the UK. Oh, amazing. Um, and it's been screening, you know, Consistently over the last two years, we've screened it in universities all over the country. We've screened it at festivals all over the country. And I think what's still so incredibly moving about it is that people write to us almost weekly still to say that it's changed everything that they thought about refugees. I have to be a fan here, guys. Please go and watch the film. (laughs) It's such a beautiful concept. And yeah, honestly, just from me to you. Yeah, it was it was oh, lovely. Seriously, seriously, seriously. Thank you for documenting that. The world needs to see things like that because they're not seen, they're not spoken about. So, thank you. Yeah, guys, go watch that. I think that's one of the best ways at the moment to uh, when because I, I the media. I think there's so much distortion about yeah. what's shown, what's hidden, what's not. What's so what, especially there's all there's like mainstream media and then there's online <coughs> media, media and uh, social Facebook media and mm-hmm. news and stuff because there's so yeah. many like fake articles or so things many. Like, yeah, and so I think that film, especially documentary film in particular, but also mainstream film, it is like the way to reach somebody and actually put like a genuine. So the true. truth out there basically so without yeah, it being well, well with this film you, you follow a family over five years you see these kids grow up you know it's there's so much that's relatable in it it's a, it's basically a family story and the backdrop is political the backdrop yeah. is the fact that they become refugees but you know the heart of it is that it's it's a marriage breakdown and there's something about that that's so intensely relatable mm-hmm. that you know it doesn't matter where you're from and who you are and you know whatever age and what your experiences are you've been disappointed by someone in your life for sure and so when you see these scenes you can relate to them so intensely and then yeah. you think that's compounded by all these other realities and and that's what it is that really makes it I think so relatable and are you still in contact with the family yeah of course yeah we um yeah we're, we're we're in touch they're all in France now if that's not too much of a spoiler <laughs> and um they're all well and they use the film as a way to also talk about the situation in Syria and and yeah. give platforms to to you know speak about the reality of what they live through are they still together no spoilers but they're still together you can nod or shake 
Um, well, it's, we it's, don't a, it's a spoiler. We don't want to spoil it. No spoilers. No spoilers. Um, and it's it's going to be part of the. Is it, how do you, is it pronounced? Shabuk. Shabak. So this Shabak. film in particular isn't part of Shabak, but oh, okay. very much the thought process behind having made this film has informed how Shabak was curated. And so yeah, if anyone doesn't know what Shabak is, London's largest festival of contemporary Arab culture. Exactly. So Shabak means window, so it looks to be a window onto the Arab world um, from contemporary Arab artists from all over the region. And you know, I, I curated the film program in knowledge of how much misunderstanding there was about the Arab world. And mm -hmm. Syria in particular has become incredibly visible on our screens. Yeah. And it felt to me that it was it was very sad. Not that it's not necessary to see some images. It was very sad that the country is only being related to through the idea of destruction. So true. And there's something about, you know, Aleppo, for example. Aleppo was like the jewel of the region it was like the paris of europe you know it it was it was known for its soap for example yeah. and i would love for people to know that about the city a lot and and to really understand what it means therefore that it's been destroyed mm. um and all to kind of reflect on that reality in a different way so the whole program has been curated around these two ideas of understanding conflict in a more personalized way I suppose mm -hmm. understanding conflict in a different perspective and the idea of imagine a future because after the reality of what's happening in the region also the idea of what do artists from the region imagine as the next step the future well the best way is to educate and and relate so That's what I was like film is one of the best mediums to do that and if you guys are interested in checking out the Shabak festival it's at screens at the Barbican and the Institute Francaise first half of July Definitely, so that would yeah. be the place to, to check out the website there to, to go and see. Um, because I think it's, it's super important, especially now as tensions are rising. And yes, I feel uh, that that's what I was it, this say. is the time. God. Because it's even, I've even felt like a little spill of it because my, my boyfriend's Arab and we are, we, we're on the internet a lot and mm -hmm. we, um, I have noticed that we we do get there are the occasional really savage hate comments yeah, and things and and it's, and I can see that it's someone hashtag. just purely uneducated yep. and they have never been exposed to yep. um, sort of the other side the other side of the coin the other side of the story yep. the other side and you know yeah, and or it's just recognizing that you know there is more the Arab world has an incredibly com you know diverse and interesting culture and to realize that we're not talking about people who are different and other but people who are exactly like us who yeah. find themselves in sure. extraordinary circumstances and definitely film can be an amazing way to see that. To do that. And also see, you know, the, the I don't know, inventiveness or humour with which artists try to reflect on that. Mm. So I don't know where your boyfriend, where's your boyfriend from? He's a, a big mixture. Yeah. Um, it's He's Palestinian, Lebanese, Algerian. Okay. So he's kind of a mixture of all, <laughs> all the middle. So I have but a little question for you off the back of that. Okay. You've obviously seen a zoomed in version of a very personalised people and relationship um, and as a world isn't perfect at the moment I mean I'm just curious to see what would you say is a way that we can move forward and really strive to understand because you've had that personal experience with people what would you say to people just to raise their over intelligence how how would we create a change in the world is a better question from your experiences that you've seen I think there's something around critical thinking so actually questioning yeah. the things that are being relayed as simplified messages yeah um and thinking about the other side of the story, thinking yeah. about, mm. I think anything that tends towards dehumanizing mm. yeah. is really problematic. You know, there's no need to actually 
this idea of humanizing people is kind of crazy because it suggests that in the first place that you know there's the assumption that some people aren't human true true as well oh I, yeah, do you know I what I mean it's I would say could come off for me I would say that I uh, sparking not being afraid to spark conversations cool, with someone and just asking questions I have two friends who um, I have literally just hounded them with, with, with questions about uh, two uh, one girl I used to go to school with and one's my boyfriend's sister I just hound them with questions about their culture their religion I'm like actually I've got a question about Islam because Standard. I all I know is kind of from like movies yeah. Yeah. Um, so just from your experience and then I've gone oh I see so it's yeah. like that like that and I realised just how many similarities yeah. and um, so I think just find someone find a friend of a friend and just ask them loads of questions and I assure you they like won't be Definitely. They'll, they're actually like more than happy to tell yeah, you yeah, they're like please this is <laughs> we're so fed up with the yeah, media's yeah, portrayal or yeah. the movie's portrayal uh, please let us like uh, you know just speak to people yeah. It's the same with anything. I agree, and I suppose it's also knowing that one person doesn't represent everyone. For, for sure, so, you know, <gasps> that is so true. Say it again, thing. girl. Say yeah, it again. One person. <laughs> one person does not represent that- everyone. Okay, for sure. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming in Thanks and speaking to me. us. It's about a Syrian love story, which you can check out Netflix, iTunes. Netflix, Go iTunes. And check that it's all out. over the Go place. Uh, so thank you so much for coming in. I'm gonna pop. Uh, oh, got I think a bit of Queen. Yeah. This is from the Baby Driver soundtrack. Um, uh, it's kind of like the finale of the whole movie. And I, I actually, I, Queen's one of my favourite bands, and oh. I never come across this song before. Thank and you. Freddie Mercury, Iranian. Ah, yes. Ooh, it oh, it all links in. Lovely. Yeah, it all links in. Yeah. I'm going to say that I meant Not to an do Arab, that. but still. <laughs> I'm Iranian, so that works. Here's oh. a bit of Queen. Uh, this is Bat Road Show. <laughs> What's poppin' since Kent Jones? And usually I like to be in the front, but right now this is back row and chill. Woo! Come on, face What's poppin' is Kamala Seeley on back row and chill. I like that. I like that one. Ooh, goddamn. Uh, we are on a roll. It's just gone 5 p.m. on back row and chill. Yeah. Foobar Radio. Uh, I'm really excited to talk to our next guest. Um, proper hats. This concept is just amazing. Uh, we are talking to Isabel and Dora <laughs> from Shitface Showtime. Hiya. Hello. A uh, huge welcome, and please let us know what Shitface Showtime is. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> hand over. Um, uh, we do musicals. Yeah. Um, this year we're doing The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Lovely. And four hours before the show, mm-hmm. one of our cast members starts drinking alcohol. I love that. And I love it. Um, when it comes to the show, they are allowed to do whatever the hell they like on stage, and it's up to the rest of us to get through it and see what happens. Oh my god, that's so, nuts! I mean, that's so sick. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Is this was this a spin-off of the uh, Drunk Shakespeare? Yeah, we're yeah, from exactly. the same company. Okay, oh. yeah, because I've heard legends about that show. Oh. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, so they've been going for eight years, and then we kind of we're like the babies of the group, and we joined about two years ago and started doing musicals so more dancing more singing That's lots amazing. more to go wrong yeah, a lot basically. more steps to get yeah. muddled up yeah <laughs> and <laughs> pretty much. do you encourage the audience to drink along with you oh or, that's a good question yeah always yeah. <laughs> I mean always drink responsibly yeah why why the Wizard of Oz particularly was that whose oh. idea was that and where did that come out of the bag 
Um, well, when we started, we wanted to do old-fashioned musicals because we just think it's more funny when there's yeah. a higher height to fall from. And Wizard of Oz is like a classic in that oh, way. Oh, yeah, everyone's expecting. They know what's yeah. about to should come. Everyone exactly. knows it. Everyone did it at school or whatever, and there are songs that everyone knows in there. Um, and there's also a lot that the drunk can play with with the plot. Like, So mm-hmm. we had um, our preview shows in Brighton a couple weeks ago, and the tin man decided that he didn't want to find a heart. He wanted to find a boyfriend. So for the rest of the show, we had to go through Done. the audience trying to find a boyfriend for the Tim Man and like figuring out how to weave that into the storyline. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So you guys, your improv skills must no, be that's pretty what I was sharp. Just about to say. <laughs> so you don't panic and just. I mean, yeah, you've got you've got to be prepared for for. Um, just the most crazy things um <laughs> one of my favorites actually was when it was one of izzy's drunk nights and oh. um <laughs> izzy and uh <laughs> she do you know what i'm about to say no oh, she, <laughs> have you ever done this thing with an iphone where you get your iphone oh. and you ask siri to read out a text that's got emojis in it no oh, because it siri reads out emojis and he literally goes what's an, it'll be example? like um baby angel um, smiling pile of poo. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know that one. It literally is called smiling oh pile God. of poo. Or there's one that goes like Asian ideograph meaning good homework. <laughs> and Izzy like got a Siri and held, held him up to her mic so that the whole like literally everyone in the audience could just hear Siri reading out these messages. Oh my God. And like, how the hell do you weave yeah, that into a musical? Do you know what I mean? Amazing. All the other cast members were like seething. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell do we do from here? Izzy, what are you doing? Yeah, that, yeah. that's pretty world to just throw that card in there. (laughs) I I think that's exciting because when I go to a show, I get I take on performers' nerves, even though I'm a member of the audience. So true. I remember when I first went to see Matilda, they came out and they made an announcement to say that it was the Matilda's first ever night. And I wish they'd never told me because the whole thing I was like, come on, go! Like a mum, like, oh, come on! Yeah, I was feeling nervous for her. And like, she was absolutely bossed it. She was fine. She was like walking backwards, singing on stage and stuff. And I was just like, what? Um, But I I get that. I get get a bit nervous for performers. So this show, I'd be there like, I'd be thinking I'd be getting cramped. And <laughs> all kinds of tenseness. Do you know what? Like, oh, it's gonna happen. People have said like when they've come to see the show that like when they see the drunk they like feel really kind of like mother like maternal towards yeah. them like after it's like oh how are they getting well, yeah. yeah they just want to be do, behind them. We've had a lot of people like make friends as well from the drunk shows like Alan everyone always fancies Alan after his drunk shows all the boys we always have this, like, get approached yeah, yeah they really do like people always fancy the boys on, and they get, yeah, they get like, DMs on Twitter and stuff like Sliding. hey saw your yeah. we're there like oh okay <laughs> see you then great for you babe yeah <laughs> so what do you what do you drink before you go on what's your drink of the show well it's different for each person I love Prosecco I also <laughs> love Sauvy B Sauvignon Blanc okay. Okay. drink of choice Izzy you like rum don't well, you a bit of rum yeah I'm yeah. a rum girl I'm a rum yes. girl wow. bit, of, bit of coke and rum it's just like whatever you drink Scotch to get yourself wine. into the party mood really Ciroc. yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. has anyone ever got <laughs> ill mid performance is there a vomiting no okay. not no we, we, we give out a precautionary bucket at the beginning of the show so you know We've got all, we've got all <laughs> bases covered, covered guys. Covered. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I just had an idea for a teetotal version of the show. Okay, mm. I'm just going to throw Go it on. out there. Let's hear it. Um, is it so all the cast drinks mm. a lot of water from four hours before the show and you're not allowed to pee. So Aye. the entire show is based on people needing to perform Aye. but desperately needing the toilet because I think that might bring a whole new energy. Oh, it would That's bring... 
energy that's so that would sure. be it would be <laughs> shit face it would be shit faced it would be like what would it be piss holding yeah it's all in the name we're working on it we're working on we're it working. it's all we're working. taking <laughs> to the Lord but I, I, there could be something in that because you know like in Joey from Friends yeah. in that episode where he goes to audition he really needs the loo and he ends up nailing the performance because everything he does is out of desperation <laughs> yeah so like, so I don't think that's so true though if you ever gone to an audition and you really need a wee and you go in the room and like suddenly you don't need a wee anymore you just where does it go does it go back up? I don't know. <laughs> but actually, we Good always question. have drunk. We have so many drunk performers who, before the show, they're like, I really need a yeah. wait. And we're like, you actually can't go now. It's too late. You'll just have to go in the middle of the show. And so much of the time, they don't end up going because they get on stage and they're like, I'm the star. Like, yeah, it just yeah. goes from their minds. It's weird. I do oh. think that, uh, I mean, I, I have felt that, you know, when you go to the gym and you think you need a wee and then suddenly you don't. Cause I think you do reabsorb. If anyone's like a doctor out there listening, like, what happens to your wee when you need to go and then you don't need to go? Where does it go? <laughs> Explain the biology. <laughs> exactly. No idea. Tweet us in at Fubar Radio. Where does your wee go? Or email in chill at fubarradio.com. Please help us because I'm stumped. I'm stumped. I'm stumped with that. Um, you know, same with poo as well. I've been there. Okay. And next question. Where does the poo go? Um, Where does a smiling poo emoji go? So, how many people are like, yeah, I want to go and see a shit faced Wizard of Oz? How, where is it on and how do people go and see it so we're on at the Leicester Square Theatre nice. um, we're on um, ooh, yes. oh yes um, we're on every Sunday at 8pm through July so we're on from this Sunday coming to the 23rd and then we'll be at Edinburgh Fringe at uh, the Cow Barn Med Quad from 10pm for the entire month yeah. so there's a lot of boozing coming that's up that's going to be a very expensive is, is the alcohol put in the budget of the yeah, show so oh god yeah um, we get drunk yes. for work it's how amazing how many involved in this show you know, <laughs> <laughs> after sliding yeah. after sliding yeah. <laughs> honestly the first time that we went alcohol shopping for the show how funny was it we were we just were, walking we around mad. walking around Asda like and we'll have more beer <laughs> and we'll have more Prosecco here's the company card like it's literally wow. so amazing you, you know those moments where you're like is this my life is this my life yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's I, uh, and what about the h- hangovers though because you're you're gonna be like drunk and then performing and drunk and performing yeah. so you hung. know what actually i don't get i get more hungover on a normal night than i do doing don't you shake your head i know it just because annoys me that you do because uh, uh, izzy wakes up the next day after her drunk show and she's like off to yoga at 10 a.m like i wake up the next day after my drunk show and i need a fry up yeah it's ridiculous but i feel like we look up because after the show you have enough like there's people looking after you feeding you flapjacks that's true uh cheesy chips, cheesy chips always cheesy and chips and water and stuff and like you know when you go out yourself you're not gonna look after yourself as well like I get home usually just neck a cup of water and get to yeah. bed do yeah. you know what I mean yeah. just dive so, for the duvet yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 so actually I don't get drunk guys so I wouldn't know it's <laughs> <laughs> doing it up for you. <laughs> the holy wine <laughs> um, well this is I, it's such a cool concept I love it and Same. and Same. I, has anything gone wrong like oh. what's the sort of the worst kind of like <laughs> ow shit <laughs> we had in our first year in edinburgh like the boys kept on trying to outdo each other when they were drinking which is not something that we encourage that's that's now that's we like try and move away from that but um like i think one boy just got too hot one show and ended up taking his shirt off and then it, it just progressed and we ba- basically ended up having one of our cast members entirely strip 
like even take his pants off and he was just like holding his uh, genitalia yeah <laughs> and he, he was literally like climbing over the audience like oh, totally naked balls and face yeah. I can yeah. imagine so oh, wow some people were like that though yeah but, and we've also I mean Shitface Shakespeare have had uh, one a cast member order like 20 dominoes to the theatre once and they turned up after the show had finished so then the cast just had like eating it for the rest of the week so you're allowed to take it to literally wherever <laughs> you want to take it all the madder the better that's yeah. amazing that is I want that job I want that job <laughs> and just lastly how do you know if you're sort of drunk enough to perform is there a certain level of drunk that is like she's stage ready <laughs> <laughs> we get we get used to how each of the cast members kind of react to the alcohol because there's the alcohol and then there's the adrenaline of going okay you're allowed to do it the yeah. hell you like in front yeah. of 400 people and and obviously you're pissed like yeah. the adrenaline goes through the roof so it's like a combination of That's that nuts. and the drinking do you yeah. know what I mean? so, so it's, it really depends from person to person mm. like for me I don't really seem that drunk until I get to, I don't know because obviously I'm drunk so I don't know myself, <laughs> yeah. but I think I, I, I think I seem a lot more drunk when, I, when I've got to the theatre because it suddenly hits me and you go yeah. like oh my god yeah totally whereas like for Izzy you can normally tell physically in how she is <laughs> so not, 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 not in a bad way <laughs> just like you, you know no, you I can am see very Get yeah. a bit tipsy yeah. in that with loads and loads of sober people, you know. So, um, but we learn like a lot of our, our cast members. We basically like hire our mates because we know how they are as drinkers, yeah. and we get used uh-huh. to how they'll react to it, and mm. we can like really monitor them, and we want to look after them, and they want to look after us. And I mean, I I struggle to like remember my lines and where I need to go when I'm sober. Girl. So if I was drunk, <laughs> I'd be okay. all over the place. I'd just start doing a whole nother play or something I don't know what I'd do boy. <laughs> well this is amazing so just to recap it's shit face show time the wonderful Wizard of Oz and you can get it at Leicester Square Theatre so check it out um, yeah I'm super excited for you guys yeah. well, thanks so much for coming in thanks for having thanks. us this, is making, this is making me want to go have a drink and like play a one person show <laughs> <laughs> don't know if anyone would pay for it I'll but... pay for it Jay oh, yeah. Yay. Yay. I'll come along <laughs> right uh, let's go for a little bit more music I'm going to go for this is uh, Young MC it's from the Baby Driver soundtrack. I'm obsessed with this movie. You've got to go see it. It's absolutely brilliant. Oh, I've heard good Baby things. Baby Driver. Um, this is a little bit of music kit from it on Back Row and Chill. <laughs> Bar Radio presents Sticky Blood. What were we talking about last time, Tom? Whether Jeremy Corbyn should be Prime Minister. Because a lot of shit's happened. I don't think it's over yet. The positive is that a lot of the extreme things that were in their manifesto have gone. Gone. Because she's realised she people don't do like it. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bollocks. I feel like she's full of shit. I feel like she knows now what to put on the front when yeah. she didn't know what to put on the front before. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas now she's like, oh, yeah. that in the front window. Yeah. I'm hearing like dirty. I'm hearing words like dirty. <laughs> yeah. Dirty meetings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dirty duppies. Dirty duppies. <laughs> Daily duppies. Daily duppies. back. Every Monday, Sticky Blood from 6pm. Fubar Radio. Ooh, what an interesting show. Lovely. Uh, this is Back Row and Chill. We're, we're nearly at the three-quarter way through. Oh, man. We're flying high, coming into lens, but yep. not yet. Uh, we've got one more guest, or two, two guests on the show. Uh, this week, TJ, who often co-hosts with me uh, here on the show, he went down and he met the actors from the new movie All Eyes on Me, which is the biopic true story of Tupac. 
Oh, Have you seen God. the trailer? I need to watch that I saw that the trailer, trailer this week and yeah, it's super, super interesting. Um, he met actor Demetrius Ship Jr. Who, who plays Tupac, which I was like, oh my God, that guy has got balls to take on such an Definitely, iconic role. Especially so, it's still relatively soon yeah, after he died. It's like, oh. It's going to get watched like that. And Cat like Graham, who plays Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, Kamal, we, well, Kamal was just... Uh, over, over, bowled over, overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm bad myself now. Uh, oh, with no. the fact that JD Pickett Smith dated Tupac and now I Will didn't know Smith. That. So that's a lot of, yeah. God, so what you said, go on. That's I, a lot of. I said that's a lot of prolific dick that she got herself there. <laughs> well done, Jada. Um, they're both very gorgeous men. Uh, and yeah, so this is the true and untold story of the rapper, actor, poet, and activist Tupac. Um, so this was TJ meeting the cast from that movie. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Back row and chill on Fubar Radio. All right, so Demetrius and Kat, how are you doing? We're great. We love the UK. Oh, man, and the UK loves you. Well, I certainly love you after watching thank the film. You. Can oh, I yeah. say, <laughs> absolutely amazing performance by you both. Thank, thank you, thank you. you. All right, so let's get into the questions. This being an autobiographical film, all right, how was it different to prepare to play a real person as an actor? Because, you know, usually when you're acting, you're playing like a fictional character, so you kind of have creative direction as to where you want to make the character go or how you think they should be. But obviously, the characteristics and mannerisms are based on real people. So how did you go about preparing? for that hmm. well me personally I've never played anybody else so I wouldn't know how to... <laughs> but um, you know just doing a, a great deal of research you know studying the, the people um, yeah myself I just watch Tupac all day mm-hmm. I would record myself you know learning Tupac's interviews and okay. saying it with you know with him you know like next to the TV I record the it, Tupac interview saying it and yeah. trying to get it down get to the mannerisms get the voice. down all the, just I the cadence and all that, a whole lot of stuff yeah I really honed in on your mannerisms and you know like he always looked through through his eyebrows yeah. and I know you had that steely yeah. look man. Yeah. I'm watching you bro I, yeah. hey, very well done I must say and yourself um, me well, yeah I mean we're fortunate that we had um, a lot of interviews to look at and we mm. had movies and you know, Jada had done a, a pretty good body of work by the time, you know, she was in even in her late 20s. So, you know, I was able to kind of tap into that, yeah. um, look at interviews. There weren't that many of her speaking on, on, on Pac, but when yeah. but the stuff that I did see was pretty emotional and, and um, there was a lot of love there. So it was really important that, that um, you know, I honored that. Yeah. Did you get to, like, maybe meet some of the real people? Of course, you never got to meet Park, but did you get to meet some of the real people that were in, in the film, you know? Well, we, I met the Outlaws, which was crazy. I don't want to ruin the film, but, we, you know, uh, when the Outlaws was in the um, the final scene, and mm-hmm. it just, like, that's the part that kind of broke me mm-hmm. because, you know, these these guys really, you know, they worked with him, and, yeah. and they were, I knew yeah. they grew up with him, you know what I'm saying? So that was uh, hard for me even just as just as a person as a, as a fan of music and, and and man just watching them be a part of this was was crazy i mean lt obviously he he worked with pop yeah. um he's not just like the producer or the creator of the project he's a really renowned music producer and yeah. and, and worked and you know and even produced over at death row and produced for uh, Snoop even told me, which I didn't even know until I yeah. did his his cooking show <laughs> with yeah, Martha Stewart a few weeks ago. That LT had done a bunch of records for him. Okay, so you know he's been in the game for a really long time and wanted to bring his personal touch and his personal, you know, experiences and love for his friend to the big screen. Mm. How was it recreating some of those those 
famous scenes that Puck was in and, and Jada had been in, like reliving those moments. Especially yourself, you got to recreate some of the album covers and stuff like that yeah. and the music videos. Yeah. How was that? Oh, that was fun. <laughs> you know, the music videos was a great time. Um, you know, it, it, I remember like the day on set when I did the uh, same song. That was dope. You know, so many <laughs> people come in. I had the outfit. Yeah, it was like one of the the, the I think it might have been like one of the last days before we had like a little break or something, but it was just cool, man. And then recreating like the juice scene, yeah, was very very important. <laughs> yeah, that was a yeah, yeah, nerve wracking going yeah. into. You it. know, it was one of the most fun moments is just like yeah. being on set and seeing Meech run around. He'd like show up in that gold dashiki, and then next thing <laughs> I know, he's got like the Gumby, and next thing I know, he's bald, and it's just like I don't know which Pac I'm meeting that day. You know, I go to lunch, I come back. He's like in a suit, you know, it's just okay. like it was really, really right. fun for me to watch him just completely jump d to different years. And he just did these time jumps so quick and had the mannerisms and had the attitude yeah. and the, the, the innocence that Demetrius showed when he was younger to like when he was a bit, you know, after, you know, after you know prison. What? I just, and, huh? Oh, what? what? That's a, just somewhat of a spoiler. What is but it? I really wish that the the pizza scene. Oh yeah, well maybe that'll be in the uh, the DVD. Yeah, they have to. That was so dope. So yeah, so it's it's interesting because you get a deeper understanding. Because I think when people think of Pac, sometimes they just think of thug life. They think of the yeah. tats. They think of you know I get around and they you mm -hmm. know California love, death. You know they yeah. they don't you know Meech brings so much vulnerability and, and such such character to Pac that you really like. You fall in love with Pac all over again. I really enjoyed your scenes together. Like, Thank you. And Me talking, too. And, <laughs> and, you know, like the, the poem scene. Did you get much time to rehearse together and build a relationship? Because you handled um, Jada, like, really delicately. You know, you I think you really captured her, like, Thank beautiful. You. And and that was so good. That relationship, it was just so real. Like, I forgot that I wasn't watching, you know, Park and Jada. Like, do you know what I'm saying? It was just crazy. It's, like, it was it's... such a beautiful scene. So how did you get to build on that relationship? Or did you uh, have to much rehearsal? We always had that relationship, even the second we met. Certainly, know. that was so crazy. So, I've, I honestly can't remember a person recall at all, like meeting a person and becoming like instant like friends. You know what I'm saying? Like me and Kat, that's what happened. Okay. Like when we when we met, it was like we was you know we was just good. Just good you know what I'm saying? Like we we hung out a couple times and. But at you know, a certain sit. point, you can't like you know you can't just create right. energy like you right, just right, right. can't like you can try your hardest and be the best actor in the world, but. You know, okay. we just wanted to do the best we could to, to bring our, our friendship to the screen, too. So just quickly. So in the UK, we have a, a music, a genre, a style of rap called grime. Have you heard of it? Hell yeah. Yeah. You like a bit of grime? OK, you haven't. You need to get into some grime. Yeah. OK, I'm going to give you some grime rappers anyway. So there's a guy called Getz. He's got a song called Top Three Selected. So this question is based on his song. So who are your top three selected rappers? Now you've played the movie. You you can't get fired, so you don't have to necessarily say two parts. Top three rappers ever? Who are your ever? top three rappers ever, quickly? Yes, Go. Yes, I'm... Go. On the spot. Yeah, <laughs> Pressure. Tupac. Yeah. Jay-Z. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar. Okay, and? Um, uh, 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 most Def. Um, not in any order. Obviously, okay. um, Pac and, um, I don't know. I really like groups, right? So I love, like, the the Roots and I really love, um, Far Side and Diggable Planets. I could just, yeah, so just, I don't know, old school hip-hop. I don't know. I'm on a timer. Gotta go. Bye. Okay. Thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, it's been great interviewing you. I had thank so you. much more questions and I could, like, interview you for many more hours and watch that movie for many more hours. 
Yeah. Maybe come to this Q and A tonight. Yeah, yeah, come. Brilliant, guys. And yeah, I'm going to definitely love, hook you up. We'd love to see you. Oh, man, that'd be great. And maybe I'll hook you up with some, you know, training shops and so on and so forth and some grand music. Guys, have yeah. a great yes. day. Thank you very much. Have a good awesome. day, guys. Thank you. Such a tune. I have, like, yeah, been busting a few moves. <laughs> Embarrassingly, yes. in the studio, the cameras were on. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, right, we are coming into our film review section of the show. Lucy Patterson. Hello. Uh, is back. Back again. Back yep. again. Yep. Uh, this is part of the show where we just review what we've seen, what we've been watching, loving, hating Ooh, online and cinema. Uh, anywhere, really. Netflix. Yeah. Whatever, TV, the old school television. Exactly. Um, yeah, what have we guys seen? I didn't want to kick off with uh, it. Well, I sort of delved into Amazon this week mm-hmm. because, you know, it's been sitting there for a while, my Prime account, and I haven't really bothered to look what's on there. And I know of a couple of shows, you know, um, Transparent and American Gods and things like yeah. that. I thought, okay, I'm going to look for their original shows and see what I can find. And I found a couple of absolute gems. Ooh. Oh. Completely different ends of the spectrum, both yeah. of them. But the first one was, um, it's a show called Red Oaks. Ooh. It's actually been out a couple of years now, I think. And it, I think they're bringing out season three this year. It's, Craig Roberts is the star. He uh, is a filmmaker in his own right. Yeah. He made Submarine and he made something with Emil Hirsch and I can't remember what it was called, but he's amazing. <laughs> um, it's like, it's uh, only a half hour show. Mm. It's American. And it's like this lovely mixture of like Caddyshack and all of the teen movies you've ever seen. It's set in the 80s. Oh my God, I'm all over it. It's so funny. It's that dry humour mixed with some slapstick stupidity that just, that mixture works so well. It's got something for everyone in it. And it's got like the who's who of 90s comedy in it. Um, Paul Reiser and... uh, Take Donovan and loads. There's loads of different faces that you'll see when you start watching and I'll it. I remember the face, yeah. Yeah, and it's set in a country club, and it's his summer off from uh, college, um, and it's just about all the things he gets up to with his girlfriend and uh, the owner's daughter and things like that. You know, it's it's like a bit of a, a porkiers. Mm. Like I said, mixing with Caddyshack, and it's just so good. You know, they're all smoking weed and doing this and that. Oh, and the you other got two me each now. other, yeah, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so Oaks. yeah, it's Red really, Oaks. really good. It's really funny, and some amazing directors actually. And I didn't realise that until I saw the credits. You know, I didn't really do much research. I thought I could just watch it. Don't fill your brain with other stuff. Mm. Um, and there, were Amy Heckling, she directed a couple of episodes. Um, David Gordon Green, who Pineapple Express. Oh, you know, there were some yeah. serious people attached to this, and I can't believe I'd never heard anything yeah, about well, it. I never heard anything about Red Oaks. No. So That's get so on my- Amazon, get yourself a Prime account and watch it. It's amazing. It's definitely binge-worthy. And you can now, because before, I think I was I was a bit hesitant to get a Prime account because mm. you had to pay yearly. But now you can pay monthly. Now you can pay oh, monthly. Yeah. They've, you know, come- I think it's like seven ninety nine yeah, a month. It's like, oh, and it's so Netflix. worth it. Mm. So worth it. Not only can you get that forgotten birthday present the next day, oh, yeah, you, you know, Prime you that. do. Oh, yeah. And there's all vintage films on there and things. Yeah. You know, there's other channels you yeah. can get from there. So it's oh. amazing. I'm yeah. completely in love with it. Lovely. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm down with that. Um, I have been, well, I'm going to switch over to Netflix because this is what, this is, <gasps> I'm so excited about this series. I'm so annoyed that I finished it all in two days. Oh, uh, good binge in there. It's Glow on Netflix. Oh. Um, which I heard someone mentioned it, like, oh, you should watch this Glow thing. Mm. And I was like, what's Actually, about? I think Ozzy, Ozzy what mentioned about? something about that. Yeah, it's, it, 
I don't actually know. It's wrestling, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, and what I realise is it's a true, well, dramatically true story. Yeah. There was an actual TV show in the 80s on Saturday morning TV, which was an all-female wrestling. Brilliant. Never heard of it. And it was, no. It was called Glow, and you would win the Glow crown. And <gasps> what they did, it was, it was all a load of silly. Well, it, I mean, as silly as actual wrestling is. Well, yeah. So they all had their own characters. And this uh, series is about these uh, sort of... Uh, desperately uh, failing actresses yeah. in LA in the in the eighties, and they decide to. The only thing they've got left is to decide to audition for this new TV series <laughs> to be them, a wrestler. Yeah, none of them know anything about wrestling <laughs> yeah. or anything like that. So they literally start from scratch. And the what, the reason that it really caught me one was the absolute homage to all things eighties soundtrack. Yeah. They whoever did the design and all the costumes and the hair, like it wasn't like a kind of eighties style. This was the eighties. Yeah, okay. I, it's absolutely bad. I've seen a lot money. of promo pictures yeah. and that alone has, has sort of sucked me in I'm like I'm going to watch brilliant. this it's brilliant so it's, it is a comedy and um, Alison Brie who was in uh, How How To Be Single and a couple of yeah. the other sort of American comedies mm-hmm. she is now taking her like first lead that I've seen a wow. lead yeah. and she absolutely nails it excellent and her comedy she does awkward moments like brilliant yeah. obviously so she's there and she's playing this actress and she desperately wants to be a real actress and she's having to be in a wrestling show and she's in the ring and she's just like I just don't know what my like <laughs> what's like my purpose is <laughs> I just need something what's my motivation yeah what's my motivation in this scene and they're like just do the fucking move just sl- sl- choke, choke slam her and she's just like but what if I'm Russian and like you know it's really oh, it's so good I and, love that yeah. and it looks like it does look like quite a, a girly show but yeah. like I, I said earlier like my boyfriend was like nah I don't really fancy it so I just had it on yeah. and then he got gripped got hooked, and then he it. got pissed off that I, I dare watch it without him <laughs> so he's like I'm watching it too I'm like alright fine um, and there are, the episodes are only sort of 25 minutes 29 minutes oh, I like minutes that that's, that's good because yeah. you can really just yeah. sort of you get can, going get right into it you can it, get yeah. right into it you can do like three four episodes in, mm. in what would be a movie yeah um, I think there's ten episodes overall and it's just it's like my favourite oh, wow it really makes you laugh but then also there's drama in it because it's kind of that main Alison Brie character it's also about her best friend um, they're best friends and then you discover that she Alison Brie has slept with the best friend's husband oh spoiler no, 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 that is the like the premise of the oh, really and she okay. um, she turns up at the gym on the auditions um, to have it out with her Ooh. in the ring ends up getting a role on the show too brilliant <laughs> so the, the whole of this thing is like she's a head they're both headliners yeah. of this wrestling show oh, but they have Damn. actual they actually Daniel. want to kill each other because of the the. well there's her motivation Ooh, exactly <laughs> fuck her up there's the but it's brilliant so check out Glow and a lot of the music I've been playing today has been from the soundtrack to the whole brilliant. thing it's kind of been brilliant wow so um, I would say yeah I mean Kamal have you seen anything Lovely, this week that right. you've been loving or hating you did Amazon, you did Netflix, I do yeah. mainstream cinema. Excellent. Transformers. Oh, okay. That no, was the movie I was okay, trying though, to get okay, into. Though, right. So, and when I had my meltdown in Cineworld, that was what I was trying to go and see. So please tell me uh, that I didn't need to go and see it because it's I, shit. I've got go. bad news. I've got bad news, right? So the problem when you do see like movies, when you do more movies, it can lose the plot line and it can start to mm, water down. Yeah. yeah. The humans were fighting the Transformers in this one. Huh? And I don't really think that you can go against no. metal and really... I mean, the Transformers are transforming and threatening them and the humans are standing there with guns trying to shoot Yeah, them. right. I'm saying, I understand about it not being real, but... Yeah. Bumblebee would hurt you in real life. Well, you yeah. Know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So uh, I think yeah. It, yeah, it was a bit... Personally, it let me down because it just wasn't real enough. 
It doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't feel okay. it was well enough. Good. I I'm pleased about I that. I rumours, though, that it was, even though it wasn't the best one, it was the funniest. What were the gags like? Do you know when you're mind and you don't, you didn't like it in general? Yeah. I, wasn't, I just wasn't feeling because as soon as I saw them fighting the robots, I just didn't, I couldn't connect with it. It just yeah. didn't feel. Sometimes mm. you think this film is shit and I'm not going to laugh yeah. at it. Yeah, I just for, for principle <laughs> more than anything. Yeah. It upset me because I had high hopes. Yeah, Transformers oh, is a film I had high hopes. How was Laura Haddock, the British yeah. actress? Because I know her. Mm. Oh really? Yeah. So oh, in that case, she was um, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was. Um, she was very good, actually. To be honest. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, I'm when I see a character from the start, I like to see them free. Yeah. I still miss Megan Fox, even though she killed yeah. it. Yeah. I saw Transformers as Sam Doohickey and whatever Megan Fox is like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's like Michaela. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, she did do well. I mean, I haven't seen her anywhere else. I'm sure she is. Um, but she did do really well. But for me, I have to. I have to rate that Rotten Tomatoes. I didn't really feel the Transformers. To be okay. honest. Sorry, bad right. news, well, guys. That my was, bad. Uh, Okay, that would be a... Oh, hell no! Oh, <laughs> you don't tell me that sound effects. What the hell? Why am I finding this up now? I know. <laughs> um, okay, well, I went to see... Um, I got invited to the like pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-screening of The Hitman's Bodyguard, Ooh. which oh. is Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds. Um, they've done a movie which I didn't I, all I saw was a poster so yeah. I just went along okay. to see like what is it now I really I, I actually can't talk too much about it because it is embargoed because it doesn't come oh. out until oh. August spoils, spoils. Um, but I am going to be interviewing Samuel L. Jackson next week oh, oh up, honestly. my god and so that doesn't have a sound effect <laughs> <laughs> oh hell no oh, 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 oh hell no oh, oh. <laughs> I press the button guys <laughs> I Rupert shot <laughs> Oh, hell to the no, girl. It's not that kind of radio show. I promise you that. Um, yeah, so it was actually really good. And um, it's essentially like a buddy movie oh, between Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds. Is Ryan Reynolds just being Ryan Reynolds like he always is, though? Yeah, he is. Uh, he's being a toned down Deadpool, kind of. Yeah, I mean, he always is. But yeah. the fact is, it's always good to watch anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't was, matter, it does was, it? If that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah. I was hoping that he was going to be Deadpool. Be mm. um, and it is. It's a, a you know, the synopsis of the, the story is that it's a uh, a bodyguard Ryan Reynolds owns a bodyguard <gasps> service I know ah. what you're talking about that film looks epic and yeah. Samuel Jackson is a hitman and they obviously from two opposite sides and it just yeah. so happens yeah. that on, on a job with Interpol uh, Ryan Reynolds has to protect uh, Samuel Jackson hitman <laughs> yeah, and they have it. history wow, and they cool. have beef oh brilliant and it is it really amazing. brilliant and some of the comedy in it, and you can't you, what, what I liked about it is that you couldn't see where it was going mm. you know a lot of things you're like oh here we go yeah, here great. we go here mm. we go and just as you think you know roughly where it's going suddenly you're like where is this film oh and then that happened yeah. okay right okay Tuesday. so it was brilliant and I'll be able to tell you a lot more once I've spoken to Samuel and once lovely do you see how we're already on spoken first to Samuel <laughs> first, first name basis first name basis oh, oh cool. so jealous um, <laughs> alright well I have got a um, I've got lots we can, we can continue doing our reviews yeah. after this song uh, I've got one more song to play before the end and I've also got which I've prepared earlier um, a movie facts uh, not a quiz oh. I'm just going to tell you some bit of trivia oh I love it when you do this I know it's like when you did the thing where people like died on set and stuff like that like, exactly oh. I've got I've got a, a 10, 10 top 10 movie oh. trivia for the week so that's going to be Excellent. coming up lovely this, um, I'm going to play this song from uh, Brotherhood and bringing back a couple of the old Brotherhood Ooh, yeah. ones throwback hashtag hashtag ho, throwback <laughs> ho back, I said, ho back. <laughs> no this is regularly by Jamie oh, Joseph yes. uh, and if you don't know this is part of the movie where uh, I'm in and uh, I get like uh, a gun in my face okay here we yeah. go <laughs> Meow, meow, meow. 
loving that song. Vocals. Vocals. Um, right, okay, I think it's time for my sci-fi movie facts. Oh, I'm very excited. Um, <laughs> but I did a little bit of research for, so... Lovely. Uh, just to end the show on a bit of knowledge... Lovely. ...before you go and get pissed and forget all of them. Mm, yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> righty, righty. Uh, number one. The club featured in The Matrix... Oh, no, maybe this might be better if I just put a little... Hold on. Here we go. Brilliant. Oh, oh, this is even better. God. So dramatic. The Love club it. featured in The Matrix was a real S&M club in Sydney, <laughs> and all the extras were actual patrons of the club, and they really? were just asked to come in their own costumes. Oh, crap. Wow. So they're all real people and real S&M f- fanatics. Oh. Lovely. Nice. And Growth. Give it a beam. Number two. The spacesuits. Uh, costumes in the Ridley Scott Alien, the original one, were so poorly ventilated. Oh, oh, oh. That, that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> that the actors they kept passing out from CO2. Oh God! Like inhalation, um, including his own kids, because his kids played certain roles. I think for perspectives, they put the smaller people Good and filled parenting. I know. So his for kids real. kept passing out. Can you imagine? Um, that's a child abuse case, right there. That is right there. Sorry, it was the seventies. Yeah. Uh, number three, a um, hundred and fifty post-apocalyptic vehicles were made for Mad Max and destroyed for the movie. Wow. That was also a lie. That was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> the X signals lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's crazy. Um, number number four. The term Blade Runner does not appear in the original story. No. Which is why it's like, why is it called Blade yeah. Runner? The reason why, it was borrowed from another film treatment <gasps> that really Scott read. And, and he liked it so much, he was like, well, I'm just going to call this movie Blade Runner. But it was nothing to do with the movie, not in the original story. And it was someone else's film. Bold move, stupid move. Obviously, it's well, a bold I love, move I love now. the name of it. Yeah, so, you know what I mean? Well done. Um... Elliot in the film E.T. never got a last name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> shit, shit. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's never mentioned, so he's just Elliot. So, oh. factoid. Good one. Number six. To help pitch the Terminator movie, James Cameron had actor Lance Henriksen dress up like a cyborg, kick in the producer's door and intimidate them for 15 minutes. Oh my minutes. god. Wow. Okay. kicking his head or something. No, kicking the door to the to the board meeting yeah. and intimidate them for 15 minutes and then they got a gist of what was going to be. That's a long time That's a long well. time wow. to be intimidated wow. by a cyborg. I'm not going to lie. Um, Clive Owen's character in Children of Men does not pick up, use or touch a gun for the entire entirety of the film. <laughs> I actually never, I never noticed that. I didn't notice did I. it, but Clive Owen did not touch wow. or use or pick up a I gun. I love these little facts. Yeah, no, for real. You're looking into things deeper. Yeah. Oh, the last last one here. Last one to wrap up the show. Um, Star Trek 2, called Wrath of Khan, mm-hmm. was supposed to be called The Revenge of Khan, oh. but it was rejected because it was too similar to Revenge of the Jedi. Oh. And at the time, the special effects team was working on both, so oh. kind of had a say. And so they, Star Trek got... Shunted, shunted uh, and called Rafa Khan yeah. because it's too close to render. To be fair, that's pretty iconic now, so you know. Exactly. Worked out. Yeah. 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 Boom, yeah. boom. So that's lovely. So good. I so love them. You remember, it, you can you can now impress your mates in the pub tonight. Like, yeah, Did you say. know? <laughs> Next pub quiz, I'll be smashing. Clive Owen never touched a gun in uh, that. Did you? No, I mean, I do that all the time anyway. And they're like, yeah. oh, you're so boring, Lucy. <laughs> oh, Don't true. be a hater. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I just remembered another uh, Children of Men factoid. Mm. Uh, in the movie, Clive Owen's character wears a T-shirt that says. 2012 London Olympic oh, Games. Oh yeah, I knew that one for some reason. Which uh, which was. 
not surprising because now we had 20 but yeah. when the movie was made in 2006 we hadn't won then we hadn't we? won the ah. game so they just they predicted on the off chance wow. so affirmation that is believe in you shall achieve yeah and totally. the, the movie is set in like 2018 it's not as scary something. as Simpsons predicting Trump as president though we have to I know we have to put that in there we have to put that in there right we've just got enough time <laughs> to announce our competition winners oh, exciting. Uh, so yes yeah, so our winners for this week uh, if you want to get involved guys every week we run competitions on our Twitter it's at Fubar Radio. all you have to do is be following us and just retweet no. the tweet and then we, you, you're in a chance winning and there's such good prizes always I know I'm so good I I'm get so jealous one. that I can't get the prizes <laughs> so the winners for our competition this week is Lamar Ellis and Daisy Edwards and they've won a DVD of Loving and a DVD of Fences wow Wow. Lovely. And oh my gosh, tune in next week for our baby driver competition. <gasps> baby driver. Yeah. I'm going to go and see that this week. I'm, I'm going to prepare myself mentally and just go and deal with it. Do Don't it. forget your card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, City World. Do not forget your City World card. Don't forget to ask me for it this time. Oh my gosh. It is a prize bundle. So head over to our Twitter. Make sure you're following uh, at Foobar Radio. Um, and you can also follow me at Johanna James if you want to. Ooh, little plug at the end. Oh, lovely, lovely, lovely. Smooth criminal. Um, yeah, thank you so much, Carl, for coming in. No, thank you, you for having me. Smashed it today. I think I have to. Well done, well done. Thank you, Lucy. Lucy, uh, welcome. And yeah, so what you're, you're going to go see, Baby Driver, is your? Yes, I'm going to just deal with my my overwhelming instinct and just go and see it. I know it's going to be amazing, and that's the thing. I can't deal with things that are that good. <laughs> I get so overwhelmed and I get obsessed with things. So Edgar Wright, better watch out because I'm going to be stalking him. No, he didn't. He didn't smash <laughs> it. I I, I want to go and see it again, but maybe also. Don't get your because everyone is bigging it up. Like that's what happened with La La Land. That's everyone true. bigged it up, and I went in there with so much expectation that it then fell short. Yeah, but see, I still love that because I saw it from not that I'm a filmmaker, but I saw it from a film appreciator's point of view. I mm. saw it from you know someone who loves cinema yeah. so much. I saw what he was trying to do, yeah. and I think I'm probably going to see that with Baby Driver as well. I, if, if I am disappointed, I'm going to lie. So okay, cool. <laughs> um, back next week and come on. Yeah, um, do you want to come back? I definitely want to come back if you can have me. Well definitely. done. You've been yeah, it's amazing. I'd say it's a uh, yep. <laughs> oh yeah, lovely. <laughs> Woo. And um, and oh my gosh. Oh, and I'm going to leave you this week with a trailer for Ooh. Jumanji 2 because I'm oh, super yeah. excited about this coming out so um, I think you guys should have a little listen okay. and if you want to see the visuals just go on Google or uh, Apple trailers or anything like that because mm. it's anything. The Rock uh, Mr. Jack Black Mid- Jack Mr. Black Kevin Hart. yeah mm-hmm. and Karen Gillian so this has been Background Chill have an amazing weekend we'll see you next week bye Detention. Spencer Bethany Fridge Martha are you going to help or are you too pretty? I'm too pretty. Yo, what's this? A game for those who seek to find a way to leave their world behind. Jumanji. You pick a character and you're that person in the game. Which one do I pick? I don't think it matters that much. Moose Finbar. Sounds like a badass. I'll be the curvy genius. Dr. Smolder Bravestone. I guess I'm Ruby Roundhouse. Oh my god. Fridge? Yeah, I'm Fridge. Who are you? It's me, Spencer. <laughs> Who is she? Martha? I think we got sucked into Jumanji and we become the avatars we chose. So that means... Bethany? Don't look at it! No! I'm an overweight middle-aged man. Damn, that is a man right there. Don't cry, don't cry. Don't cry, it's gonna be okay. I like can't even with this place. That old game machine must have elected you to us now we're... Oh my God! Get in there and save her. I'm not gonna get in there. You get in there. I got a backpack on. You don't get in water with a backpack. Everybody knows that. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.